Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday. What is today? February 13th, 2023. Holy shit! It's the day before Valentine's Day, that fucking made-up bullshit fucking holiday where a man has to celebrate his woman and she doesn't have to do shit. I love it. huh? Are women talking about that? Women are talking. Oh, my God. I have to go see that movie. Women are talking. Only white women could be victims in the 1800s while simultaneously owning slaves. <laughs> Sorry. I have no idea what that movie's about. I just know the time period. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys all had a nice weekend. I know most of you did. Most of you guys, if you were like me, how great was it yesterday if your team wasn't in the Super Bowl? Actually, I should say didn't make the playoffs because, you know, you've long since like been like, all right, I get it. It's not us this year. And then you could just enjoy the I don't think I've enjoyed a fucking Super Bowl like that in a long time. And I was joking with uh, my father-in-law going like, you know, it's just kind of nice. I kind of love that the Patriots aren't in this. So now I don't have to die a thousand deaths. It's kind of nice that they're not in it. And he goes, well, I think you're going to have that feeling for a long time. (laughs) And we both laughed and started to cry. Um, But I sat down yesterday. I had no fucking clue what was going to happen. I just wanted to see a great game. I thought uh, Kansas City was going to win. I thought they were going to cover, but I wanted to see the Eagles win. And uh, what a fucking game that was. It was a great game. I know there's a lot of people upset with that call at the end. They're like, what the? You can't do You can't. You cannot make that call. You can't, you can't do that. Yes, he held the receiver, not once but twice. But you cannot make that call right there. And I love all the people that are actually in football who are talking, who played that game, who are, who are talking about it. Going like, you know, it's just a shame. They fuck people out of overtime. Da-da-da-da-da. And all of this shit. This is my number one. Not my number one. It's in my top five. Pet peeves is when there's a call at the end of the game and everybody ignores the first 59 minutes of the fucking game. Everybody ignores. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did we get here? How is this game tied? How in the fuck have you scored 35 or 35 fucking points and this game isn't over? Or whatever the fucking score was, right? I mean, I think it's very easy to sit there and look at that, that play and then automatically assume that KC was not going to score if they don't make that call. It's easy to assume that if it goes into overtime and then, and then your Eagles would have won or whatever. This is my hot take from a fucking unathletic, fucking freckle-titted man here. The Eagles never should have been in that position at the end of the fucking game, okay? The Kansas City Chiefs could not have done more to lose that fucking game. The time of possession, the amount of first downs. The Eagles should have put them the fuck away. They didn't. Kansas City was nice enough to miss a field goal. They were nice enough to show up with the quarterback with only one good leg. The Eagles fucked his leg up even more before the half. The, 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 the guy, the purse thrower, he guy, he's, he's fucking Mahomes. 
The man is in agony. You got him on the fucking ropes and you let him off the hook. How many fucking delay of game penalties did the Eagles take? They let up not one, but two defensive touchdowns. One of them, the stupid rules, was nice enough to bring back. Remember? Fucking Jalen Hurts throws the ball. The guy catches the ball. And the corner does his job, separates him from the fucking ball, runs it in for a score. He didn't catch it long enough. He has to say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, gender-neutral bathrooms, and then you can hit him and separate him, and then it's a fucking catch. All right? And all you guys go, oh, it wasn't a catch, wasn't a catch. Oh, yeah? If you threw a, if you threw a ball to your little toddler son and it was like that, and he caught it, and then your, your, your older brother came and he bumped into him, he dropped the ball, you'd still be like, nice catch. It was a nice catch, son. I'm proud of you. The fucking Eagles let up the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you here. Your defense let up more than 30 fucking points. That's, you had a 10-point lead, and you, you, you just you let it get away from you. I think Jalen Hurts played an unbelievable fucking game. The throws, the adjustments A.J. Brown was making was amazing, but, like, there was no fucking reason. How about, like, Travis Kelsey? You know, you you didn't think they were going to throw to him? The fucking guy was wide open the whole first half. Never should have been in that situation. It sucks that they made that fucking call when they made it, but, like, he did hold them. I've seen, like, guys who are in football going, I mean, yeah, he, he held them, but, you, you, you know, you can't make that call there. It's like, okay, so you can hold there? Like, what the fuck are we supposed to be doing here? So, I don't know. I just feel like uh, you, can't, you can't put it on that, that one call. You, the Eagles should not have been there. They dominated... First downs, they dominated time of possessions, probably yardage too, I would think. And somehow in the end, Kansas City is is in there. Your special teams fucked you. So, I mean, I don't know. That Pacheco kid was running all over hell. By the way, wearing Tyreek Hill's old number. And then in the meantime, nobody really saw a story, which was KC was just disrespected all year. Tyreek Hill leaves. Everybody goes, there's no fucking way they're going to do shit, myself included. We're all like, oh, my God, Russell Wilson went to Denver. Right? You got what's-his-face down there in San Diego. Nobody in, 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 there was a minute people were talking to me, maybe the Raiders will do something. Everybody overlooks the Chiefs, and then they went out, and they, they fucking won the thing again. So congratulations to the Chiefs uh, somehow pulling out that game. I mean, I can't say somehow they played great. Patrick Mahomes played great. The Eagles played great. It was a great game. I just hate that that call was in the end, so now everybody can sit there and be like, oh, that's because Patrick Mahomes is the prom queen. Yeah, he is the prom queen. He is the prom queen. There's always going to be – well, there wasn't prom queens when I was a kid. You know, you could beat the shit out of quarterbacks. But, you know, ever during the whole Brady era, Tom Brady was the prom queen. Peyton Manning was the prom queen before that at the rival high school. They're all, they, you know, it's an entertainment sports league. They're going to protect people like that, but he, the Eagles never should have been in that fucking position. You should have put them the fuck away. You should have put them the fuck away, and you didn't. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. That's just just uh, just you know it is it is what it is. And uh, you know, I don't know. Everybody's probably gonna cry about that last thing. I mean, as much as Patrick Mahomes was the prom queen, what about the Eagles coach? I mean, how much camera time did that guy get in the first half? They weren't trying to make that guy a star, in case because when it was looking like the Eagles were gonna win. Anytime that even if there was an incomplete pass by Kansas City, they'd cut to him going, you know, doing the incomplete thing. And I'm sitting at home like, I get it. The Eagles coach is happy when something good happens for the Eagles. You know what? I, I don't need to see that. What am, what am I sitting here thinking that he's not happy? So, I mean, there's a little bit of that too. All right? They covered their bases. They did feel-good stories about both quarterbacks. Try to make both of them little tearjerker stories. There's brothers playing in the game. They did all of that shit that they do before the Olympics. So then by the end of it, you don't know who to root for. Right? I thought it was a great game. I thought that guy did hold the receiver two times. I'm, when I watched the play, I was just like, wow, that, that ball was way off. And then they showed the replay. I was like, oh, well, that's why. And then everybody's like, what the? It's a fucking uncatchable ball. Yeah, when you hold the guy. I saw an analyst go literally like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he held the guy, but you can't call that there. It's like, why not? Why can't you call that there? So you're allowed to hold in the end of the fucking game? I don't get This is the thing. I don't have a dog in this fight, all right? And uh, I can't stand, you know, I'm just so happy that Mahomes didn't do a forward lateral so I didn't have to listen to the announcers go like, oh, my God, that is the greatest three-yard fucking, did you see what the fucking thing? They just lose their minds. And they've been losing their minds about Patrick Mahomes since his first Monday night football game where I remember that guy was going like, I hope you appreciate what it is that you're seeing here. And the guy was basically just having a good game. And that was when, but they were in a panic because Peyton Manning had just retired and Tom Brady was obviously like, well, when the hell is he going to retire? They had no idea that he was going to go on for like another six seasons. So that's what they do. So now he's the new guy. He's definitely the new guy, but you know, he showed up with one stiletto heel broken off. And, you know, I mean, the prom queen showed up limping, you know. You had him and you let him off the hook. I'm, I'm, my condolences to Eagles fans. Uh, but, you know, you can't let up more than fucking 30 points. But granted, so did the Chiefs. I mean, both defenses didn't play well, right? We can say that. <laughs> but... The Kansas City defense did score a touchdown or two. They only gave him one. How that isn't a catch, I'll just never understand how you can throw a ball to a guy and he fucking catches the thing. No, didn't, didn't catch it for long enough. He's not bobbling it. He just catches it. Um, they also gave that Eagles uh, that catch, you know, where the guy bobbled it and would put it up near his helmet. Why that was a catch, I have no fucking idea when they called back the other ones. So I don't know. All right, Bill, you made your point. Um... So there you go. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs winning their third, their third Super Bowl. I'll tell you what annoyed the fucking shit out of me, though, was in the end of the game, they say to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick, do you consider this, a, is this a dynasty? Is this a dynasty? Is what a dynasty? We haven't won in three years and we lost a Super Bowl. So basically now you can win a Super Bowl Lose a Super Bowl, not to win the next year, and then win the next year for two titles in four years 
is now considered a dynasty. I'll tell you this, when the Patriots won in 2001, lost in 02, didn't you know, didn't make it there in 02, and then won in 03, 04, when they said it was a dynasty, I said that was bullshit. When I was growing up, you had to win three in a row. All right, now we're in the fucking T-ball era. You can't hit the quarterback, so you can basically win one, lose one. But he came so close, right? Not even be there the next fucking year, losing the AFC championship game, and then win the next year, and then they're throwing around the dynasty word. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. All right, the last dynasty I saw was the New York Yankees when they won in uh, 98, 99, 2000. And then the Lakers, you know, asterisk pylon team, you know. Well, wait, the, the Yankees were also pylon team, but not 98, 99 and 2000 they were. Whatever, it's, it's a whole new thing. It's, it's an entertainment sports league. Gambling's legal. It's, it's, it's all out the fucking window. At this point, I think that you should, you should give a fuck as much as a free agent does. Here's my question. Um, and by the way, I did have a double shot of espresso. So if I'm talking a little fast here, all right. Um, what about Tyreek Hill? Do you think it was worth it to go down there to Florida? I mean, they did have a good season until everybody got hurt. Their quarterback got hurt. What would you guys choose? You already have a Super Bowl ring. You get a big contract, no state taxes. Masks or vac- vaccines, right? Down in Florida. But alligators. Alligators. It's cocaine. Some of the hottest women in the world. Or do you stay in Kansas City? Huh? Maybe he got sick of the prom queen. Maybe he knew that no matter what he did on the field, he was never going to be prettier than Patrick Mahomes. That even though Patrick only fucking threw the purse three yards and Tyreek then turned around and ran the other 97, that they were just going to be like, to have the intestinal fortitude to throw the purse in your own end zone. I mean, that's just, I mean, you can't teach that. I hope you guys appreciate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tyreek Hill is outrunning the fucking jet, the military jet flyover. At the beginning of the fucking game. You think it was where you think they give a fuck? It must bug him on some level. When Dr. Fernie Pacheco was wearing his number. Who the whole game when they kept saying Pacheco? That name just popped in my head. Dr. Fernie Pacheco. That was from a long time. I hate how my computer just reminded me that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Just to let you know, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Uh, let me see here. Dr. Ferdy. I think it was Ferdy. But Pacheco. Let me see. Where the fuck is the C? Pacheco. Something like that. Oh, there he is. Dr. Ferdy was a physician and corner man. Oh, that's right. For world heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali. That's all I heard growing up. Dr. Ferdy Pacheco. How is the champ feeling? You know, when I was a kid... A Pacheco was like a 60-year-old dentist with coffee breath. (laughs) And now, I just love that that name came back. Pacheco. How about that hit he took, too, huh? Good Lord. It was a great game. Um, Sorry if I came a little hard on the fucking Eagles fans. I was just going back and forth with, like, Verzi. 
And he was saying, even this guy said it. Even that guy said it. You can't make that fucking call there. You know? I mean, they can't make that call. Of course they can. They can call 30-something fouls in the Celtics in a game seven and fucking 15 on the Lakers. They can do whatever they want. They're entertainment leagues. <laughs> well, we can't have the Celtics win two, two years in a row. I mean, we got to get this Lakers fucking Celtics thing going again. We'll look the other way when Kevin McHale gives us Kevin Garnett for nobody. Um. Anyway, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had Kansas City barbecue. We had Philly cheesesteaks. And then root beer floats. And uh, I had a nice, low-key, barely anybody over at my house uh, Super Bowl party. And, uh, you know, the first 10 days of the month had gone. So I'm back to being Billy Bad Boy. So I had, uh, I had my little nice, I had a double espresso with a cigar. I'm telling you guys, you got to do this. Just, just be a fucking choir boy for the first 10 days of the month. You have no idea how good the, the first cup of coffee tastes after that. It's, it's like being reborn. <laughs> is this fucking too low? Why is this damn thing? I swear to God, like something always comes in and fucks with the volume. Maybe I, I got to be doing it, right? I got a roach in here that doesn't like my podcast. Um. Anyway, um, so that's it. Now, I will say this. I really like the Eagles coach. Um, and I thought he... Uh, I just don't know how the fuck they lost that game. If you look at it on paper, when they, they had all of those yards, all of that fucking time of possession. Um, and Jalen Hurts, how about some of those fucking throws he was making? And the catches, A.J. Brown's adjustment on that, that first long touchdown between those two defenders. And I don't know, I thought, you know, it sucks that, you know, he was switching the ball from one hand to the other and it, it caused a touchdown. Um, but this is this is the upside to this. I think the Eagles come back. Um, I think they come back. I think they got everything, and that they they're gonna win another one. I was gotta be honest with you. I was really hoping that they were gonna win because when I really enjoyed watching their celebration the, the first time they won it, even though they beat my team, there was nothing funnier than that fucking guy running down the subway platform. <laughs> And he bumped into the pole and sort of rolled towards the train. And everybody for half a second had to be like, oh, fuck, did that? <laughs> they went from like absolute euphoria. The Eagles finally did it to like, oh, my God, did we just see a guy die? It's just like, I don't know. It fucking, I've been there. I've definitely been there as a sports fan. I actually talked to my buddy the other day. I said, I don't think I will ever get over those two Super Bowl losses to the Giants. I've done uh, a lot of work to try to block it out, but I've kind of learned during my time off. This is such a weird thing that I've learned. I learned that sadness is actually an emotion. <laughs> I never viewed it as an emotion. I just have viewed it as, I almost viewed it like it was the bully that I didn't want to fight, and I was just, a, oh, I'll walk around this side of the school, and it just, it doesn't go away. But, uh, you know, when I was feeling all, you know, 
melancholy, had the blues, whatever you want to call it. I just sat in it. I just said, fuck this. I'm not going to, uh, you know, go fill up my day. I'm going to play drums, and then I'm going to fly a helicopter, and then I'm going to go for a hike, and I'll do a French lesson. And then I'm not doing that. I'm just going to fucking sit here on the back porch in, in this and just be sad. And I got it. It was one of the most healthiest things I've ever done. This, I'm talking to men here because we try to avoid this. I just sat there and I was sad and I tried to figure out why I was sad. I figured it out and I just honored it and I just stayed in it for like a day and a half and then you, you kind of, you just kind of come through the other side of it, you know? It's like a leg cramp. <laughs> You just gotta kind of, just kind of go, you know, get through it. But now, like, I understand it. So now it isn't like this masked thing that's approaching me. I know what it is, and I know I know what's behind it. And I can just sort of sit there and be like, oh, I guess those feelings are coming up again, and then just actually experience them. And uh, it's just done great for my. It's great. That's a great thing to do if you don't want to. <laughs> If you don't want misdirected anger, when you know when you try to run from that shit, then later on that day, when you're with your wife and her relatives are over, you know you want salt on this. Uh, yeah, I'd like some salt. Did you say you wanted salt? Yeah, I want salt. All right, Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> like that stuff happens less. And then I've been doing this thing that I saw, and I got confirmed. Um, by someone else who isn't really a doctor. But that whole, you take a big inhale and when your lungs are filled up, you take a qu- another quick one through your nose and then you exhale. You do that a couple of times and I guess it's been shown to drop the stress in your body. And uh, I do that when I drive now. I did that when that guy was yelling and he was sort of spitting on me and my wife um, when I turned around and I told him to, you know, to stop in so many words. Um, I was sitting there, you know, when you start squeezing the water bottle. <laughs> the anger's coming up. And you're like, hey, maybe I should try and see if some of that shit that I learned in that Taibo class actually works. <laughs> I mean, how long do I really got to fight this guy? The security's right there. This fight's going to last all of eight seconds. As long as I get the first couple in, I'll take a few to the side of the melon. I'll tuck my head down. I'll take a few just to fucking hit him once. And I just went. And I did it twice. And I was just like, I don't want to fucking do it. Why, why would I do that? You know, this guys he's from Greece. The other guy's from like Germany or something. They're fucking... They're watching the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, they, they are experiencing America. They should be ridiculously excited. All right? He's not spitting on purpose. He's just hammered. All right? If you just walk away from this fucking moment, okay? In an hour, you're never going to see these people again. And you can get into an Uber with your wife, not have her bail you out of jail, not have to worry about getting sued and just get the fuck out of here. 
Oh, oh, let's let's you know get out of the ego here, Bill. Not have to go to the hospital because you were fighting somebody half your fucking age <laughs> that still has all his testosterone. I love how I just assumed that I was going to win against him and his other friend. They were in the prime of their fucking life. I really am an asshole. Um, But we know this. All right. So anyway, uh, I know I I shouldn't have come in that hard against the Eagles. I thought it was a great fucking game. And the fucking Eagles have an unbelievable quarterback. And they have a great coach. And they have a great team. And I think that they're going to be there. And uh, contrary to my one bad show that I had, everybody thinks I hate Philly. I don't. I actually love that city, and I think the people are hilarious. And I was talking to a buddy of mine was saying that they actually, and this 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 comes from a place of love, brotherly love. They actually out-meathead the meatheads from the state of Massachusetts, which is a really hard thing to do. And... uh, I love a meathead. You know, I never vibe with the Midwest. You know, I just, they remind me of Canadians where it's that being nice, but there's this passive aggressiveness underneath it. Uh, I love the South. Um, I don't know. I just, there's something about the pace down there. I love the duality of how they like to chill, but they also like, to make their cars go ridiculously fast. You know, they're like super nice. And then they're also in a white supremacist group. But just the, the push pull of, no, I'm kidding. Um, they're not all in it. Uh, yeah. I never vibed with the, uh, the hostile Pacific Northwest liberal. <laughs> They never used to be like that. They used to be earthy, crunchy, and then somewhere they just became these fucking belligerent. Uh, somewhere around the time when white liberals started drinking Paps Blue Ribbon, that's when it really went off the rails. You know, when they were all college educated, and they were like, let's, let's pretend we fucked up in school. And got a state job and sat around drinking Pap's Blue Ribbon. That fucking swill. Let's pretend we fucking work for a living and not, you know, try to build a website or, or an app. Whatever the fuck it is. What am I even talking about right now? I don't know. Um, all right. Did I, did I, did I kind of do, did I do it justice? That, that's my take on the Super Bowl. Um, there's always going to be the fucking... The Wayne Gretzky that the league is going to fucking protect. There is always going to be that type of shit. But when you got him on the ropes, you know, you got to fucking finish him off. And they didn't. They let him back in the goddamn game. And uh, and now there's no football. There is no football. But you know what we do have? MotoGP starting up. Formula One is starting up. March Madness is coming up. You got all those ACC finals and uh, all of the SEC finals and all of that shit to get into the big dance. It's going to be great. And then before you know it, baseball is here. I know a lot of you guys don't like baseball because, you know, they don't put you up on the Jumbotron enough and the fucking DJ doesn't play throughout the entire fucking game. Whatever the hell it is that's missing. I love baseball. Um, actually watched this Instagram clip of highlights of uh, Nolan Ryan. I know he started off on the Mets, but, like, to me, 
peak Nolan Ryan was when he was on the fucking Houston Astros with those great 1970s uniforms, the ones that the great J.R. Richards wore. Um, to me, that was like, you know, 104-mile-an-hour fastball Nolan Ryan. You know, they had this whole clip of, of watching guys, <coughs> that, like their knees buckling when he throws this ridiculous curveball. Like they're ready to jump out of the way and the ball curves back in for a strike. And, like, I would say 60% of that was his curveball, and the other 40% was they knew that, you know, this guy, you know, if I'm crowding the plate, will throw it at my head. And I think he threw it enough guys that everybody was worried about that when they went up there. Man, those were the fucking days when a pitcher went out, like a power pitcher like that, went out there, and the other team was scared shitless the whole fucking game. And if you crowded the plate, he threw one right at your fucking head. And if he hit you, he hit you. The benches didn't clear. I guess maybe sometimes they did, but not really. It was just like a power pitcher really could command the game back then. Uh, Like the level of control that he had over the game was insane. Um, All right. Let's do the reads here for this week. Grove. Have some resolutions. Have some resolutions to be more sustainable. Uh, make it easy and start with eliminating single-use plastics. Grove Collaborative is here with reusable swaps to make a lasting impact at home for your family and the planet. Thank God there's companies like this trying to make a dent in the mess that we're making and leaving for our children and everybody else after. A new year means a fresh start and a chance to change the way you care for the planet. Now is the perfect time to make your home healthier, happier, and more sustainable. A new year means new commitments to those we care about, family and planet included. If you've been wanting to make more sustainable choices for home care, beauty, and more, start today with Grove Collaborative, ready to make 2023 the best year yet for your family and the planet. Start a sustainable revolution at home with Grove Collaborative and shop over 150 brands that make a real impact. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. It's amazing. I hope, I hope more companies do this. Um, like Grove's company, concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Join over 2 million household brands already shopping sustainably at Grove. Yeah, and everything tastes better in glass as opposed to plastic. If you got kids, they usually make some sort of koozie thing that you can uh, put over it. You know, so God forbid if they drop it, there's not a problem. Um, I think we're going to do it, everybody. I think we're going to turn this around. I'm believing in it because I have to. All right? Because other than that... It's too depressing. All right. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash bird today to get a free starter set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash burr. Grove.com slash burr. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's old Zip. You know, one of the biggest hiring challenges for 2023 is starting out uh, standing out to top talent. Job seekers want more. Everything from remote working conditions to an easier application projects 
process to a better snapshot of what your company culture is like. Jesus Christ. Employees are ridiculous now. They're all, everybody's acting like they're a number one draft pick. Well, what does my cubicle look like? Um, how can you break through the clutter and attract the most qualified egomaniac candidate for your business? Well, you can do it at old zip. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. How does Zip help you stand out for, to, the, uh, to the right candidates? ZipRecruiter's technology sends you can, great candidates for your job, and you can send a personal invite to your top choices to make an impact. They also make it easy for candidates to apply to your job instead of filling out a lengthy application. They can apply with just one click. I don't want to have to fill out a whole thing. To help your job catch the eye of a, I mean, is that the kind of person you want to hand you want to hire? Somebody who can't even fucking fill out an application because it's too long? Yeah, back in my day, you sat down, you filled out an application, and you liked it. Um, the worst thing about becoming a grumpy old man is actually knowing that you're doing it. You know, if I was actually lost in it, it'd be a lot easier. Um, I actually wore a button-up sweater on stage last night, and nobody questioned it. Um, to help your job catch the eye of great candidates, Zip Recruiter offers attention-grabbing labels like urgent, training, provided, remote, and more. Get your job noticed by the best and brightest candidates with Zip Recruiter. Four to five employers who post on Zip. Get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address, Zip Recruiter for, uh, for free, ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Again, that's zip. Dot com slash burr. Spell out burr. B-U-R-R. Zip Recruiter. I should spell out recruiter. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. All right? For public school kids, that was Zip Recruiter, not just Recruiter. All right? The smartest way to hire. All right. Um, all right. Disco Vampire Movie. Uh, you know, a buddy of mine actually told me it was something, Love at First Bite or something like that. Uh, dear Mutt, Mozzarella Legs. <laughs> Thanks for the twice-weekly dump of laughs and thought-provoking opinions in between the misogyny and dick jokes. I mean, if that isn't the most accurate description of my podcast, uh, I don't know what is. Um, over the years, long-time listener here, listening to yesterday's podcast, I was pleasantly surprised to hear you mention Love at First Bite, a movie that I have a soft spot for because I also saw that in the 70s at around seven or eight years old on a flight to Europe. Weren't you a fancy kid? Uh, it being the 70s, my dad smoked at least two packs during the flight. What a time. What a time to be alive. I mean, there's something to be said to just fucking die in a heart disease at 58. I mean, just would you like, would, hey, can I offer you? There was one answer. Yes. Other than, uh, was it Jake LaLanne, whatever his name is? Guy, the juicer guy. Um, I've watched the movie several times since then and think it still holds up except some regrettable scenes. Doesn't the, the vampire do like sort of a John Travolta disco, disco dance? It was a less than enlightened time. I got to find that movie and watch it again. That just seems like a great like, you know, everybody takes a gummy. Let's watch Love at First Bite. You know that movie where they combined Dracula with the disco craze. 
Anyways, the film stars George Hamilton, Susan St. James, Richard ben- Benjamin, and Artie Johnson. Shout out to Artie Johnson. And uh, shout out to Ruth Buzzy, too, who's still around. You know, still working, too, by the way. And is just plain silly. Sherman Helmsley and the actress that played his wife, Wheezy, from the Jeffersons, have a fun cameo as well. Along with anything for a laugh <clears throat> mentally, the movie is also a great snapshot of New York, the New York I remember from the 70s with the huge cars and general scuzziness of the Ed Koch era. That was their mayor. Um, I think I'm all in with the cars. In the realm of movies with what-the-fuck endings, I have to nominate Francis Ford Coppola's... Yeah, because this movie ends... Spoiler alert. I remember she turned into a bat and the vampire was apologizing, going, ah, sorry, I doomed you to eternal life of murdering other human beings. And she was just like, hey, I could never get my shit together before Wednesday anyway. You know? Sort of the first zip recruiter candidate. I don't want to, like, fill out applications. I'd rather fucking get bit by a vampire. In the realm of movies with what-the-fuck endings, I have to nominate Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation with Gene Hackman. Oh, you don't like the ending to that? Pre-Shirley Feeney, Cindy Williams, and a young Harrison Ford. I still don't get it. Well, how do I talk? Well, I'm going to spoil the movie for people. Um... Basically, that's the classic monster movie where the monster you make comes back to kill you when you're cowering in the corner going, no, wait, I built you. I built you. I said, stop. Obey my commands. Like everything that that guy was doing, you know, bugging these people, places. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but it, it came back to him where I'll have to watch that again to 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 be clearer, but like, his sins for doing what he did was that now he lives in paranoia and he is convinced he's basically sentenced to find that bug for the rest of his life is what I thought. Um, you know, it's kind of a lot like show business where uh, remember Patrice used to talk about show business. He goes, this business makes you feel like the pimp. And then, a couple years in, you realize, oh, wait a minute. No, wait, I'm still out here walking the block. Um, I think that's kind of what happened to him, where he thought he was in the pimp position, and he realized that, no, everybody is somebody's fucking street walker. Um, anyway, and for an underrated film, you should definitely check out The Lovely Nia. Oh, check out with The Lovely Nia. I thought Nia was in an... Un- uh, an underrated film? How come I don't know about it? Uh, watch Martin Scorsese's The Age of Innocence from 1993 starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Winona Ryder, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. He said, it's a sleeper. Thanks again for the laughs, and instead of fucking yourself, treat yourself to an espresso. Thank you. I did already this morning. But you know what was the worst, though? I actually also had a vitamin C pack right before I did it. I didn't cleanse my palate. So it didn't taste as good as I wanted it to, but whatever. Um, and I'm also down to like, I just have one a day. I'm not going to do that shit where I get all fucking wired uh, like an idiot. All right. I'm just going to enjoy it. And that's going to be it. I have a sense of self-control because I take those 10 days off. People, what I'm basically saying is that I'm better than all of you. I've done the math myself and you guys weren't allowed to add the numbers. And in the end, I feel that I've come out on top. All right, baseball caps outside of the city. 
Why do these fucking things look so small here? These little ripples here. But on the bottom, they look big. I'm talking about the, 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 the cardiogram of my voice here. Cardiology screen here. Um, baseball caps outside of the city. Hey, Bill, lots of love from Peru. Isn't that nice? I got to get down there one of these days. I want to go to the. I want to go to a MotoGP um, race down there in Brazil. That would be amazing. Anyway, I was listening to your podcast while you were talking about American football, and you started talking about how baseball capitals are more prevalent than any football-related apparel. Baseball caps. I'm an idiot. I thought you were. Oh, God, I'm so stupid. Baseball caps outside of the city, not capitals. I just see the caps and I think the Washington Capitals. Sorry. Lots of love from Peru. I was listening to your podcast while you were talking about American football and you started talking about how baseball caps are more prevalent than any football-related apparel. I could bet, at least in my country, that most people equate the Yankees logo or the Dodgers logo, look at that, with the city itself instead of the baseball team. Uh, since baseball is not that popular south of the Caribbean, south of Venezuela. Um, there's another, I would love to go to Venezuela. I would love to go to Colombia. Um, anyways, he says, uh, or she says, hope you get the chance to visit Peru and maybe see Machu Picchu. Although you probably, you should probably wait for the ongoing manifestation to stop. All right, that means there's some sort of unrest. Uh, have a great week, and real football is played with your feet. <laughs> um, listen, nobody says you guys can't enjoy your football. Why, why can't we enjoy our football, our version of it, you know? Um, racist work event. Oh, boy, here we go. Is it racist, racist, racist? Hey, Billy Sunburn, I work in a blacked out. Oh, my God, like the CIA, this thing's blacked out. And the facility recently sent out a newsletter regarding a week-long event that they will be doing for Black History Month. They decided that it would be a, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Remember when that guy thought it would be a good idea to drop turkeys from a helicopter and he didn't realize that they didn't fly and they all splattered on the ground? I feel like this is what happens even when we... We try to do something nice for black people. We're still going to fuck it up. All right, here we go. They decided that it would be a good idea to challenge all of the employees to a photo contest of us wearing our African slash Caribbean attire. And the winners will be rewarded special prizes. I'm calling this dress like a black guy week. <laughs> I would love to. How did how could you still be this stupid? Anyways, I would love to hear you rambling about massive mega corporation absolutely failing while trying to cater to the liberal crowd as well as answer these two questions. I don't even think they're even trying to cater to the liberal crowd. I I think that this is honestly them thinking that they're doing, they're making a difference. I don't think their heart isn't, well, they're probably like, well, we got to do something so people don't think we're racist. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's, how, how do you undo all of this shit? All you can try to do is, as an individual, is you just try to be a, a better person. Other than that, I don't know what, anyway. So the person says, which is more racist? Rewarding a white guy for dressing up 
as a black guy or not rewarding a white guy dressed up as a black guy after you told him to. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Which is more racist, rewarding a white guy? I don't think it's racist. I just think it's it's stupid. This isn't like racist. They're, it'd be racist if they were making fun of them. They're, this is just ignorant that they think that this is what they should do. They should probably, you know, maybe hire some black people and try to give them an opportunity so maybe there'd be a few black people there going like, hey, guy, hey white guys, this is probably not a good idea. Hey, white management. Exnay on the uh, dashike. <laughs> Um, I would say what is worse I would probably say you know if there's some white guy going like I'm not fucking doing this this you guys are missing the mark here it's probably worse to punish the person for not doing that but I don't think that this company uh, is doing this coming from a bad place I'm at least I'm, I don't know I don't fuck who gives a fuck you know it's it's close all right and last but not least what would you? What would your wardrobe of choice be for this event? Thanks for the laughs and go fuck yourself. I know exactly what it would be. It would be that that uh, black guy Thelonious Monk little jazz hat. You know the little pillbox that Thelonious Monk would wear on top of his head. I would do that because Neil Pert also wore it. So if I actually got in trouble, you know, for dress dressing like Thelonious Monk, I'll be like, no, I was. I was dressing like Neil Peart. And that would be my alibi so I could keep my cubicle. How'd you like that? Bam. Immediately had the fucking answer. That's how fucking white I am. I can, I, can, I can weave my way in and out of these 28 days of Black History Month and still have my cubicle in the end. All right. Psychiatrist's opinion for why you suck at reading out loud. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. It's that bad that we had to bring a professional on here? Hey, Billy Boy Freud. You get it? Sigmund Freud. I am a child and adolescent psychiatrist. For some reason, C-H-I-A, he had capitalized. Working in a major city. So, you know, I'm not a mouth-breathing moron, at least on this topic. Here is the link to my credentials. I'm not clicking on that fucking thing, you self-involved jackass. Um, to add to my professional experience, I mean, how do I know this is you? You, you can just fucking send a link to anything. I broke the, uh, I broke the, uh, I broke the deadlift fucking uh, clean jerk fucking thing, whatever the hell you call it. Here's a link to me doing it. How do I know it's you? All right. To add to my professional experience, I also personally have a mild form of ADHD that was never formally treated until later in life, but definitely has led to issues with forgetfulness and organization throughout my life. All right. First of all, I just want to let you know that I'm offended that you feel because you work with children and adolescents that I'm not even adult enough. That's actually it's pretty fucking accurate. All right. I get it. You act like a child. You end up getting a child psychologist to fucking figure out what your problem is. Okay, fair enough. Um, A common misconception about ADHD is that it means you can't focus on things. That's not true. As you yourself may have experienced, people with ADHD struggle to focus on certain things, but hyper-focus on other things that are complex and sustain their interest. 
Yes, I believe I've talked about this, and I think that you're plagiarizing me from what you listen to on the podcast, you know, so you can, you can fucking continue to add, like, legitimacy to your claims that you're a child and adolescent psychologist, okay? I would have believed that you were. The fact that you had to fucking give me a link, you know? Let's, let's, why don't we analyze you? What's going on with you that you felt the need that you had to send your resume to me? You know, what, what, let's, let's talk about that. What's, what's going on with that? Like, where's that coming from? You know, talk about your childhood. Did you feel that your parents built you up? Do you feel that they believed in you and thought that you could achieve things? Did they not? Is that why you sent me, a complete stranger, your resume? Because in a way, I was, you know... Because this is my podcast, I represented an authority figure and a, dare I say a parental sort of figure that, that you went back to being six years old again and had to send me your fucking trumped up resume. Um, a common misconception about ADHD is that it means you can't focus. I read all that shit. That's fucking funny. I can't focus on things. I just fucking literally took a left turn and then came back and started rereading what I already read. This hyperfocus often leads them to forget or ignore other things they can't do. Forget or ignore other things that they can't do. Okay, so the issue with HDHD isn't the inability to focus, but the inability to appropriate allo- to appropriate to appropriate allocate that focus. I think you meant appropriately allocate that focus. Yes, I understand all of this. I am hyper-focused when I fly a helicopter. Uh, When my wife is talking to me about what our day is, I'm looking at my phone and also thinking about something. I'm not focusing on anything. Um, Yeah, I I understand this stuff. This is like, like, don't ever let the report, your your high school transcript, like that that isn't a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of how you felt about school. (laughs) <laughs> finally figured that out because if you just take it at face value like i'm dumb i'm not smart it's like no i i wasn't into this shit i don't like school is way different than being stupid um does that make sense um another common issue is that people with adhd have trouble keeping up with how fast their thoughts are going and it tends to present itself when reading yeah i found if i actually slow down I read much better. I also fucking, if I get in my head and then I try to go even faster, it all goes off the rails. And I also think that when I'm reading slowly, it sounds way slower to the listener. Let's try reading the rest of this really slowly. While reading the first and second word, your mind is already on to the third and fourth word. I've already fucked it up. It's already on to the third and fourth. I'm still stupid. Uh, You can read entire sentences and paragraphs and by the end of it think what the fuck did i just read yes or when reading out loud you stumble over your words yes because your mouth can't keep up with your fast with how with your fast your thoughts are going you don't you're not a fucking psychologist you can't even write a goddamn email or do you have hd adhd too is that your fucking excuse this is an enigma i don't know what this fucking guy is this Sometimes get confused with dyslexia, although ADHD and dyslexia do occur some together sometimes. You're basically describing me. I have a little bit of that. Like when I look at billboards, I think they say something other than what they say. 
The words don't get jumbled up, but they, I just look at the words and I think they say something else. Uh, meds and therapy can definitely help severe forms. Why do you need to help it? Just, you're fucking really smart. Your brain's going too fast for this bullshit that you don't want to fucking read. Why would you drug that out of you? Go find something that holds your interest. You know? Like aviation or a pair of fucking tits. Uh, but there are plenty of people with more manageable forms who adapt and learn shortcuts and live full lives without treatment. I did that until I was about 30. Hope this wasn't too hard for you to read. Well, maybe you shouldn't have so many fucking spelling errors next time, Mr. Fucking Resume. Billy Bird Brain. All the best to you and the kiddos and Nia. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, that, all of that makes sense to me. Other than putting people on meds. Uh, I don't understand why you have to go on meds because your brain is working too fast. Um, I think that you should seek out something that makes you interested, that holds your interest, and focus on that and do that for a living. And uh, that's it. What is the problem? Um, All right, Delicatessen. Dear Billy French Frowns, you should watch a French film called Delicatessen. Don't research it and don't let anyone spoil it for you. Well, I just said the name of it, so everybody's going to fucking tweet me the ending. So that, there goes that. I don't give a shit. I'll still watch it. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. That's the podcast, everybody. Um, thank you guys for giving me uh, recommendations on movies and trying to help me with my mental health. You know, while subtly sending me your fucking resume. Not even subtly. Um, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs winning their third Super Bowl championship. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes with a very gutty performance. Uh, congratulations to the Eagles in an amazing season. Um, and I don't see a Kansas City, you know, repeat. I don't see a dynasty that they're claiming. I don't see any of that. I actually, I see the Eagles. I see the Bengals. And uh, all of that shit being a a major problem with that is what I feel. I just don't think that there's going to be, I don't know. I just wish it would go back to you have to win three in a row to be a dynasty rather than just sort of hanging around and winning one and then not winning it for three years and actually blowing one, getting your ass kicked. That's not a dynasty. A dynasty is Jordan, right? Three in a row, twice. The Yankees. Pick a period in their career. The Celtics, the Lakers, those are fucking dynasties, not the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. All right? You can take that and flush it down the fucking toilet because I ain't buying it. It's a lump of shit. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. And now the long pause. I got to have this clicker ready sooner. Bye.